On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. Hey everybody, it's Angelique, still in quarantine, lockdown, going insane, haven't killed John yet, but he's here. You, you can hear how the voice just got a little more tense there than normal. Uh, I, I, I am happy and alive and unharmed currently and having fun as best we can in our, uh, in our new environment. Our very busy fun. Uh, yeah, this quarantine has kept us very busy because I decided to do a mastermind business program trying to create new content, redoing the website, doing coaching packages, all things that we haven't been able to do, then videos and webinars. And webinars is a new big thing now. Yeah, so when we saw everyone else is watching Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, we're like, what? what's that? There is a good thing coming out of this, this whole event. I can say Zoom meeting and now no one knows what, everyone knows what I mean. Yeah. Because <laughs> six months ago I'd say Zoom meeting and I get, what's a Zoom? You mean Zoom, that, that Microsoft thing that like Apple got with the music? No. No, no, okay, yeah. So, John had so much fun reading our next author's book. I'll let you do the intros and her bio. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wing this bio because, uh, let's see, we met her at Sex Down South a year and a half, going on two no, years ago. 2018? Was it? Yes, it was 2018 there because that, that's when we presented and we podcast. And let's see, she works with SDC.com that I know a lot of our listeners know. She also has her own podcast, uh, coach, model, uh, and now author, Lexi Silva. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot to add to that because it's, um, that's, that's what it is. Uh, just se there's sex is a busy world. And so I'm busy. It's good. <laughs> Thank you so much for educator and all those other stuff. But, but it's kind of like when you, when you go and you kind of get that trail of, uh, things Ribbon. on your name, ribbons yeah. on your name tag that mine has just passed my belt line. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. I love you both. I'm just very happy to be here and hanging out with you guys. We're very happy to have you, but, uh, okay. I want to just go right to it because I read it in the last five days. I read the book <laughs> mating season <laughs> and it is a collection of erotic tales, which I've, I've read before, but how did you put it? You walked in the, in the room and said, is it that good? Why are you masturbating? <laughs> My lovely wife. See, when I think erotic books, it gets you in the mood, especially some of these stories are very hot and very intellectual. That really gets you in like, huh, how real is this? How possible is this? <laughs> you know, I, to me, it would be stimulating, but my husband has a tendency of taking it to the intellectual analyze. Okay, how is this written? What is it about? I'm like, what the hell? Love you too, babe. <laughs> it's worth but... more. <laughs> I told you, Angelique, it's just, you know, he's stashing it away for later in his bank bank. So he can access it anytime and, you know, do whatever he wants with it. But maybe, yeah, he does want to process it on a, quote, intellectual level, if you will, at first. <laughs> well, 
I found it was like a lot of books um, that, yes, intellectual level. I, I heard it, I absorbed <laughs> it. And as I was hearing the stories, I was like, this is stuff I can use. Like, forget putting the, co the coaching of what I do aside, just being a, a, a uh, married or single guy. Um, these are stories that were, were not, you know, letters to penthouse stuff that never happens. They all felt like they could happen. Like, Some of them did happen. Many of them did happen. See, that was leading into a question later on of how many of these are real. <laughs> We've heard her podcast and read some of her blog. You could say, okay, I could probably tell which one's real and which one's fantasy, but you know. Well, there is one story that for sure did not actually happen in the way that it happened. Um, the physical acts have happened for sure. Um, but uh, it's called Succubus. It's toward the end of the book and it involves Lucifer and a, and a succubus, basically a demon. So that is not based on personal experience, but the physical things that happen in the story, of course, are so. Yeah. So tell us, how did the book come about? And, uh <laughs> Oh yeah, now comes the last. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Just it's it's been coming about for about oh for over fifteen years for sure. I've been uh, these are all collections. Some of these stories that I've written in there are sixteen or more years old. Uh, so I yeah. So I I've been stashing them away for a rainy day. I've been wanting to create mating season for a while, and actually, the first ever version of mating season was published in I want to say 2002 and by published I mean I went to the local Staples or Office Depot or whatever it was and I got it printed and bound there and the cover had been designed by a friend of mine I maybe made like 10 12 copies I gave them away to my closest friends and that was it and then I did try another version later on um it, which I never ended up getting bound and then I just got busy with life and I still continued writing but I didn't have time to assemble them into a collection of anything and then I decided I was going to do it and I did it and I did it it's done like so now collection 1 of hundreds of other stories that I have for multiple other volumes of mating season. So I'm very excited about that. So it's been a lifelong project, an adult lifelong project, I would say. So yeah. writing your erotic uh, stories is, is, I guess it would be called an outlet in, in a <laughs> lot of ways that has just been collected over the years and now put together into a book for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. For me, writing in general is an outlet, uh, even just writing in a journal and like you know, trying to piece my, my thoughts together a little bit and get more insight into things that I'm feeling and thinking. I love writing. I've always, I've been writing forever. Erotica is definitely, for me, a way also, especially now, you know, in quarantine to explore fantasies and scenarios and things that I want to have happen or things that have happened that I just want to reflect upon because they were really hot. So it's an outlet for me to channel that sexual energy at a time like this when I can't really go out and have an orgy um, or safely go out and have an orgy, I should say. Uh, so, you know, it, I think it's fantastic. I think anybody can use erotic stories as an outlet just in a positive way um, and writing in general, of course, but I mean, erotica and to explore your fantasies and, you know, as I like to say, explore your lexuality. I think it's a, it's a great outlet for anybody. Now, has your husband benefited from the results of this? 
My husband has been benefiting. We've been together for, well, we haven't been married for 15 years. We've been together for, oh God, over 15 years, actually. Uh, so, uh, and not, and we're non-monogamous as well. So, uh, consensually non-monogamous. So, he has benefited his entire time being in any kind of relationship with me because I've always been this way. So, uh, from when he knew me when I was younger until now, um, you know, he's been benefiting over the years in so many different ways. He, he's, he says he's a lucky man. I think I'm very lucky too, because he lets me take these things out on him. And (laughs) I think that's great. And he lets me, you know, go out and do whatever I want. He, we have that freedom in our relationship. So, you know, we've both benefited by having more, I guess, desire or spice in our relationship, um, uh, you know, continuously over the time that we've been together. But, you know, also he loves seeing me uh, be kind of accomplishing the things that I want and fulfilling my fantasies. So he loves that. Yeah. So we both benefited in um, a number of ways. (laughs) Oh, I was just always concerned. It's like, not again. It's like, no, no, I can't handle another fantasy. No, no. (laughs) I don't think it'll take a while for me to get there. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well, there was times when I had a really bad day at work and I just came home and slammed you. And I'm like, let's have sex. That's, that's how I, I, I release my stress. I was just, yeah, I, I didn't even have a chance to say, hi, I love you. It's just like. <laughs> to be completely honest and um, with quarantine, honestly being home, you lose track of days, but you also kind of lose track of bedtime hmm. because of course, they're airing stuff they don't normally air and they're doing series. So sometimes you end up, you know, we're going to bed at like our normal, which is about 11 o'clock, 1130. Next thing you know, you're going to bed at three o'clock. So the hours are all messed up. And to put a, to, to continue on what you said, that was two nights ago where I wasn't sleeping so well because, you know, we were up a few nights sleeping off and I just happened to roll over and you're staring at me wide awake and you looked at me and you said one word sex (laughs) so angelique it's a stress relief and apparently it's you know your your dosage of uh you know sexual sleeping pills or your sleeping recipe or something i'm not speaking english right now but you know what i mean it helps you sleep it helps you sleep well, no, no. See, it's the it's the contrary. It's the actually the opposite. It does give me a jolt of energy. Oh, but, oh. <laughs> see, if the sleep, it like energizes me. You know, the whole action. Yeah, but it's it's one of those like, you know, every morning I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why she loves morning sex. I like night sex, but she's also a later owl than me. So mm. I'm okay going to bed 10, 30, 11. And I'll go lay down think, oh, she'll be here in a few minutes. This is more towards the beginning. And she shows up two hours later, like, wake up, I'm ready. And I'm like, I'm not. Oh, my God. You sound just like me, Angelique. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and there's been times he runs in fear and terror. It's like, no, woman, I don't want to have sex. Leave me alone. Let me sleep. Hey, we all need our sleep. Okay. We all have our, our times, our times that it's suitable or that we're in the mood or able to perform. So (laughs) when I'm exhausted, when I'm exhausted, forget it. I'll just lie there. Like you can do whatever you want to me. If you want a starfish, fine. Otherwise we'll wait till tomorrow and I'll be more active and octopus like. So (laughs) that's what we call necrophilia. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm tired. Here you go. Necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> so you have questions about the pool hall what, well i was going this? through and and here's the thing <laughs> i went ahead and I, I started reading the book and then of course things get a little busy so i found on my ipad different uh it, it'll do the text to read and i first hit it and it was the standard read mm. which sounds like a robot and no one should ever read erotica I mean, erotica <laughs> To the voice of she was laying on the bed and uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i made it through three paragraphs and i was laughing my ass off apparently they made some leaps and bounds because i actually found a voice called ava did, oh yeah she ava's pretty hot in my mind oh ava okay so ava's been reading my book to you she has been oh what a dirty bitch i love it <laughs> Well, one of the things I, I, I did love about your book is the variety of locations because mm -hmm. it wasn't just the same story going over. And I don't want to give too much away to the listeners, but mm. there was a story in a pool hall. There was a voyeur story. There was a little threesome. And then it goes into BDSM and a little, uh, you know, non-monogamy. He, he even touched a little bit on compersion, mm -hmm. which was... I'm like, you, 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 hit, you hit all the dirty notes and hit the range of topics. This is great. <laughs> Thanks. I tried. It actually gets progressively more dirty as you get to the end of the book. And um, yeah, it has all of those things. I just wanted to throw a little bit of variety in there because, I mean, I've written so many stories, so a bit of this and a bit of that, and just kind of change it up. You'll notice, too, that sometimes the narration is different, and it's so it's the scenarios, but also, yeah, the nar narration, the characters, the uh, everything, uh, just the, the fantasies in general. So I try to switch it up a little bit um for you know all the dirty perverts out there who want to relate to a story there's a little something for everybody little voyeurism little bdsm little exhibitionism you know some good old-fashioned regular sex some good old-fashioned regular threesomes <laughs> The regular so, yeah there's there's a really hot group sex scene as well um i well i guess you could consider threesomes group sex i just call them threesomes but yeah. <laughs> it's, entry, it's entry level. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's the entry drug. Yes, there it is. It, it is. It is. Now, for people in the non-monogamous community, for sure, threesomes are the usually the first experience that they have. And typically, as we've discussed before on my podcast, too, it's usually, you know, uh, a, a man and two women because that's uh, apparently the fantasy. Um, so often that is the first entry level thing that a lot of swingers or people in non-monogamous relationships will try for the first time a lot of um not everyone of course not everyone yeah that's us because we've only done the two male and one female threesomes we haven't done the two females and a male so but what's funny is it's all hot <laughs> oh, it it's all hot <laughs> the thing is we, we we've done the threesomes the foursomes the sixsomes I think mm -hmm. at one time the party was, it was a private party. We capped it at 18. Yeah. So, and all the things in between, it's, they're all fun and they're all just a different kind of fun. And mm -hmm. a lot of it is, is, is getting along with the people there. Yes. The chemistry. The that chemistry is. is super important. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, if you have no chemistry, then 
there's, there's no desire. There's no wanting to do anything. So having that, that chemistry for me, it starts, uh, sometimes it's just very physical. Sometimes it's intellectual. If I sit down and have a conversation and I like what you're saying to me, then my brain turns on and then I'm turned on and then the rest is history. Um, I'm very cerebral like that. So, um, but sometimes you just see somebody, you're just like, oh, there's something there. Let's fuck. So yeah. 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 I, uh, those group situations, sometimes you don't have chemistry with every single person, unless you're the one organizing the event or you happen to know everyone at the event and you, you know, really hand chose those people. Sometimes you get into a group situation. You just don't, you're not clicking with everyone. That's okay too. So, um, but chemistry is, is crucial. Otherwise, what's the point? If you're not enjoying yourself, what's the point? True. Totally agree with that. And even, I mean, we've gone through so many different areas in go in the swinger community that sometimes some pockets of the states is dead. And we're like, this is so flatlined. What's wrong with it? And then we start a question about us. But then we go to another part and it's like hop in and we have chemistry with everybody from yeah. all walks of life. And we're like, OK, what is wrong? But it is it could be regional. It could be, you know where they grew up or whatever. I just don't know. It's finding the right people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, and finding them at the right times, because I've had situations where I met somebody the first time and it did, we didn't click and then we met again and we did. And then another time and then we didn't. So it, it depends on mood and the kind of feel that you get from the, I, I'm big about vibes. If I don't get a good vibe from you or I'm getting a weird vibe or something's, something's mismatched, like, you know, body language wise, you know, then I don't know, that doesn't really interest me, but people are different. Sometimes they have a bad day and then their vibes are all weird. And then, you know, so yeah, I've uh, definitely had those experiences too. You want to take a little quick break? Yes, we got to talk let about us... the sponsors, yeah. and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, John, I want to get a new toy. Okay, so let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time trying to find out what goes with what. Well, there's Fair Villa University, and their staff is very well educated and helpful. Okay, but how about if I just want to go to a party instead? Then go to their website, because on their calendar they list all their events. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh yeah, that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush every time they see it. That's the one. Let's go. Well, they have over five locations in Central Florida. Which one do you want to go to? Fair, Fair Villa. Villa. For, For pleasure, pleasure, fun, and, and fantasy. fantasy. Well, I think we should segue from group sex to one of our favorite subjects that Lexi suggested. Bisexuality. Bisexuality. You have a couple of hot bisexual scenes in your book. And men. Yes, mm -hmm. men and bisexuals too. No, bisexual <laughs> men and women. <laughs> well, no, hey, because yeah. it's not that common to read about bisexual men. Bisexual women are a dime a dozen. No offense on that part. But to really read about bisexual men with women who are also bi or not bi, it's, yeah, it's, it's hot. hot. It is hot. That's why I write about it. It's I guess um, I, I would say that a lot of women are also really turned on by the idea of two men together. 
it's just, I don't know. I find it super hot, which is why there was a story in my book that involves male bisexuality. And I have a lot more stories like that coming eventually in future volumes of Mating Season. But for now, uh, this is just a little taste. And I didn't go too deeply into it, I could, uh, but it is very saucy. And I love the idea of being able to write about anything I want, including male bisexuality, because I have such a, a passion for defending bisexual men in the lifestyle in you know the consensually non-monogamous lifestyle i have a lot of friends who are male who do not openly identify as being bisexual because it's not as socially acceptable Mm -hmm. as a woman saying you know hey yeah i'll play with men and women right um so i love writing about it because it exists it's hot and it deserves to be talked about a lot more openly so yeah well, we definitely need to get rid of that shame. Um, one thing I'll say is we're active on a site you're very familiar with called SDC. And <laughs> we both identify as bisexual and we put we are open to single men, but we're looking for bi men. Mm-hmm. And I usually get two, three emails a month on it. And I can say in the last almost a year at this point, not a single one has in their profile bisexual. Yeah. They'll say they're bisexual and I look at the profile and go, but it says straight and they're like, well, I, j- I just put that out there for advertising. Mm-hmm. Well, some, some guys also identify more as being heteroflexible depending on the person, the scenario. Um, but yeah, they just won't announce it. There's no announcement about it. they're not, they don't feel as comfortable saying that they're bisexual or heteroflexible or whatever versus straight. Um, which really sucks. Why should not people feel like they can't express themselves and who they are? Their sexuality is a part of them. So, you know, it, it really bothers me that men in the lifestyle can't openly express their desire or anything for other men, especially in the presence, you know, when you go to a play party, if it's typically mostly heterosexual couples who are there and uh, mostly only the women who are identifying openly as being bisexual, you won't usually see a lot of men playing with each other. Depends on the size of the party and how well the people know each other. But even if the desire is there, you often just won't see it. And it, it's something that there's there's a, a desire for it. Men want this. Women want to watch this. We all want to be a part of this. So what is it? What is holding us back? We're supposed to be very open-minded. But so that really bothers me. And it bothered us for such a long time. And it, we got kicked out here in, this, in our area from that because we had a lot of great friends that we met. We hanged out, you know, not only at parties, we just, you know, social gatherings. But the minute, you know, John, you know, came out because, hey, we're friends, I'm bisexual. They dropped us like a hot potato. We're like, what? We, we, we played. Mm. We had the sword touch. I mean, what? <laughs> that, that was, yeah, that was going back about, what, 2012. Uh, the one thing I will say that I was very pleased with, and, and then I got confused about, was we went to um, New Orleans for Naughty in New Orleans. And for the first time at an event, we volunteered. So we, part of volunteering is we, showed up early and we did a, uh, we helped set up. So we helped, you know, make the beds in the playrooms and get everything set up. And they had a buy room mm. and it wasn't mini. It was fair size. It had about eight beds in it. Um, and I thought this, we're both at each other. Like, this is fantastic. It's a place acceptable for buy men. And I wasn't offended. It's just how many people walked in there and said, Oh, I thought it meant by women. And I'm like, 
No, that's everywhere in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the rooms going on here. I mean, the theme rooms that they have were, you know, very diverse. Very. I mean, I think the one that we found interested but never went in was a blackout room. So you go in and it was pitch black. So mm -hmm. you couldn't see anyone. It, it was all touch. So I was just like, okay. Interesting. That's that's very open. And it's funny that you said, uh, you know, everywhere in New Orleans is, you know, it's all bisexual women. Yes, but not, but I just like want to add in because some people who might be listening who aren't in the lifestyle might make this assumption that all women in lifestyle are bi, right? No. No. Even though they know, they know, you know, like maybe there are the exceptions, but it's not the case. Don't make assumptions. I, I'm pansexual, so I mean, I'm bi plus, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, I do have a, a fair amount of girlfriends from lifestyle who are just interested in couples or playing with, or in, in playing with, you know, the men of a couple or just single men, and they're not into women, and that's totally fine. So, um, yeah, something for everybody, like I said before. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. And then also definitely respect people's boundaries and activities if they, whatever they prefer to do, just because they're deciding not to go down on someone doesn't automatically mean, oh, well, you're not bisexual, you're not pansexual. Mm -hmm. And that's just one activity out of how many other things. Um, that's what always makes me scratch my head. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So kissing is okay, but if I don't go down, then that means I'm not or vice versa. Like, mm -hmm. You know, the limitations yeah. that people put on what you should or should not do it is very judgmental. Yeah. Also, oh. No, go ahead, John. I would say, but it also works the other way that when people hear I'm openly bisexual, it's like, here's a guy. I'm like, and? <laughs> Again, it, it, it is a free-for-all. And one of the things um, we will always tell people first exploring the lifestyle, or even in the lifestyle, is you should not do anything you're not comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And like I had said before, you know, if you're not going to enjoy yourself, what's the point? So if you're not feeling comfortable doing something and you're, you feel pressured into it or you feel like, okay, well, I'm in an orgy and I'm, it's only this person that I'm not really attracted to, but for the group dynamic, I'm just going to take one for the team. You're not going to really enjoy it. So then just don't do it. It's okay. You can say no. It's not a big deal. I think the, I think there's an issue with people um, feeling bad about saying no. Uh, when it comes to scenarios like that, I've heard a lot of stories. I've done it. You know, I'm not going to say I haven't, I've done it in the past, which is why I know I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so, you know, um, that's it. I felt in a particular situation uh, for the group dynamic, uh, just to kind of take one for the team. And it was okay. It, it, it was a great night. Um, with that particular scenario was okay, it wasn't the, the high point of the evening. Uh, but then I just decided I'm not, if it doesn't make me burn with passion and it's not something I really, really want to do, then I'm not going to do it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's the new mentality I got. You know, you make a mistake, trial and error, you learn your lesson, you play better next time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one thing we always keep telling couples. It's like, go for it. If something went wrong, do a recap. Yeah. After you had your date or after you gone out to the club, you know, sit down, compare notes. What did you like? What did you didn't like? What did you learn for future ones? Because I don't think there's enough people preaching about the recap. You know, mm. this is what we need to discuss. This is what I learned. This is what I want to do. Or, you know, why did you hold that back if you wanted to explore 
you know. Yeah, it's, and I, oh, go ahead, John. I say, but it's also important to share the hotness of it because mm-hmm. that can go ahead and lead into a great sexual experience of, hey, remember what almost happened Saturday night or did happen? And that can so, you know, it, it's like reading your book. It gets you in the mood and gets you right in there. More ideas. I love it. Yes, you do need to recap for sure. And I think, you know, that, and it's something I talk about on my podcast all the time and to my, all my coaching clients is the communication aspect of any relationship is the most important, but in consensually non-monogamous relationships, it's extra extra important for communication because you are playing with other people. There are other elements outside of your relationship where that are involved other people and feelings are at play, right? Just like any other couple, even monogamous couple. Yes. Oh, feelings are always at play, but, um, you're going out there, you might have a negative experience. It doesn't mean that you can't come back from it, but having conversations about, you know, maybe I I felt kind of, you know, upset because you were paying more attention to this person or you disappeared (laughs) during this orgy. Where did you go? (laughs) Like kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of different things, but talking about it and making a better experience the next time is definitely important. And, you know, um, those sexy moments. Oh, something fell off the wall. Don't worry about it. That was crazy. We, we redid our uh, office and put up a few new decorations, and apparently one of them decided <laughs> to uh, go Harry Carry in the middle of an interview. I love it. It happens. It's okay. Just wanted attention. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, being able to just, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll let you pick up the ball from where I was before. <laughs> well, I was still going with, with the hotness of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. Well, even, you know, in between times that you go out and play with other people talking about what happened, like, oh, remember that time we were at the club and this happened? Like you said, exactly. Uh, You know, it's, it's like foreplay for the next time. It really gets you riled up, you know? So that definitely keeps things spicy over a longer period of time. You could go out to the club one time or to an event or to an event, something like Naughty and Nolans or whatever. You could replay that for like a year, just going over all the stuff that happened and, oh, wow, remember this? And that just leads to such hot sex between, you know, well, couples or partners who are in non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. Well, I would say we're, we're in a time now just coming at the end of the, the forced home confinement. But like you said, a lot of us are not going out for weeks, months, possibly throughout the rest of the year, mm-hmm. um, just given, given the situation. And that's put a lot of stress on relationships, monogamous or non-monogamous. Yeah. And it, it's sometimes hard not to want to run out to a swing club, but we're, you know, we're, we're playing it safe, but we're trying to go ahead and supplement that again and keeping the romance alive between us and the hotness alive with books, with porn, with movies, but also again, re re bringing up those old experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that like, you know, that'll keep you going. It'll keep you warm. Let's say on those cold winter nights, uh, if you will, even though it's summer, but you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great tool. Yeah. Well, we're in Florida, but it doesn't get too cold, but yes, we still need that. <laughs> Have sexy time. Come on. Same right, we do. Yeah. And you deserve it. And I think that's people forget that you do have permission to have hot, sexy times. Mm-hmm. To really feel sexy in whatever 
environment you're in, either at home in PJs or with a sexy dress or dress up. I mean, you, the way you feel is what you exude to others, and then they just feel like, okay, I want to do this. Well, it had this. This quarantine has given us an opportunity. Uh, when it started, I made the joke of the good news is I don't have to wear pants anymore, and I haven't. <laughs> I haven't put on a pair of pants. The quarantine began. I do wear shorts. So are oh, so you're wearing shorts. I'm like, are you pantsless right now while we're having this conversation? Well, no, I, 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 I wouldn't I have, know. I have something on, but I was again walking around a little bit uh, uh, unclothed, sexy. I did go to Amazon and order a few more things that you thought were sexy. Right. I've been walking around the house in them. Your biker shorts, yes. Yes. Ooh. So it definitely, uh, it's a little different, <laughs> but it has been hot <laughs> as hell. Whatever works for you guys. If spandex is your kink, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Like we need more photos of him in his bike wear. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you encourage me to go biking? You just want to see me get dressed coming and going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been taking a few videos of him going on his bike. I was like, hey. Is that your new porn, Angelique? Oh, yeah. <laughs> see his sexy arms, his sexy butt, you know, so yeah. Flattery will get you everywhere, ladies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so... Let's see. Besides the book, uh, you're doing a lot with SDC. You're doing the podcast. You've been busy. I hear about people who are like doing nothing during like, oh, God, there's nothing to do during quarantine. I'm like, man, I've been busy. Yeah, I've been busier. I think, well, it doesn't help that I just launched a book, right? Um, and all the things that come with that, because that definitely in in and of itself is busy. But I don't know. I, I think even just with SDC, you know, I'm the media director. We have tons of authors and contributors from all around the world, like yourselves, who provide content for our members, podcasts, videos, articles. So we've still been getting a steady stream of that. And there's a lot of great stuff in development. So we've been busy planning for the future. And, you know, on my own, I've been, you know, just enjoying writing articles, appearing on podcasts like yours and doing things like that and running little events like what I have this weekend, Cocktails and Erotic Tales, which is so fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm keeping busy and, um, I don't know how not to do that anyway, but I've been busier during quarantine. I feel, um, I'm not really sure why that is. I, it's just, I've been trying to take a step back, but then it just doesn't work. Maybe not trying hard enough. <laughs> I, I agree. I feel you girl. Cause I, I'm just like, I kind of like, okay, where am I not stepping back? Cause yeah, I get a little like FOMO of hearing people. It's like, Oh, I have nothing to do. There's nothing. I'm like, really? What the heck? Well, some people don't have motivation to do anything right now. So that's a separate thing, right? Some people are just like, I, I'm not getting anything done. I can't, they can't focus. They open a book. They can't read it. They can't, you know, focus even on like a TV show or anything like that because, you know, we're, we're stressed. We all respond to it in different ways. So some people, you know, it, it, productivity is not a, is super important, you know, especially at a time like this. And it's a, something we value a lot. Um, for me, it's just, I, I just love what I do. So I enjoy it so much and I just kind of dive in and then, you know, I get busy as a consequence of that, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, 
it, you know, I also enjoy downtime. We all need it. And especially when you're burnt out and exhausted and stressed and feeling all kinds of things. Um, yeah, I don't blame people for, you know, for anything, for not being able to get anything done or not wanting to do anything. Yeah. So it'll be interesting once all the swing clubs start opening up and be the mass exit, no, no, exodus, uh, going. Well, I want to bring up um, uh, last week, um, things started opening up, and me and my brother-in-law went to the shooting range. Mm. And well, just again, haven't been out in a while. It's something he goes a lot. I haven't been in a while, but I'm very familiar with guns. Um, and we just shot at target practice. But while in line, I realized a couple in front of us, and then another couple I heard going across the way, had never shot a gun before in their lives. And they were there, which doesn't make me feel the safest knowing there's all these new <laughs> but I'm curious going now to the swing world if there's a lot of people who have been inside for months who now have been with their partners or at least converse with their partners maybe remotely that are now getting this push that they are going to take this step and maybe we are going to see more of a people wanting to live while they can I'm already seeing that because I get messages all the time on SDC and anywhere else saying, hey, I've been quarantining for two weeks. I'm clean slash safe. You want to hang out or you want to meet up? No, that's no. totally not. So, you know, I'm already seeing that people are, are still, for whatever reason, doing these things. So, yes, there will absolutely be people continuing to do these things. And you will definitely see people who do venture into doing this kind of thing, even if it means going to a swingers club and wearing a mask and attempting to, you know, um, be as careful as possible. I've heard all kinds of swingers telling me this. This is this is their plan. Uh, it's, for me, it's not a feasible thing. I don't. I. It's all or nothing. If I can't do all the things, it's very hard for me to do just a limited range. So I would rather just continue to enjoy my time with my nesting partner slash my own body. I've been using my body as a playground. So. <laughs> But people will do it. People will venture out. And I hope it doesn't lead to like another surge of cases. And, you know, I hope people will be as safe as humanly possible and make, um, I guess, take risks in a, as, you know, a calculated way as possible, if that's even a possible thing in this kind of case. So no, crossing my fingers. Down the line, <laughs> I think we're going to possibly see more people taking that step. And, 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 you know, hopefully live, live in their lives a little more in a safe fashion. But you bring up a good point. Kissing for us in, in our relationships is a very important thing. And I just can't see going to a swing, going to a club where I'm probably wearing just my shoes and a mask. That just would seem a little bit weird. Hey, ever like you know, we were saying before. Uh, I was I was joking about your spandex kink. Some people are starting to develop a fetish for these masks, or if they didn't already have one, just saying, just saying. Um, but I'm not one of those people. So, <laughs> and yes, kissing is important for me too. Definitely, I love connecting that way. Definitely. Yeah, because I know some couples who say no kissing because that's their intimate connection. You can do anything else, but no lip kissing. You just want to talk about what your intimate connection to me is. Which is? She claims my belly button. Oh, yeah. Doing what to your belly button? No one can touch it. No one can put their finger that, 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 anywhere near it. No, that's that, like That's my... her thing. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, whatever works for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can have the rest of them. It's just, that is my territory. It was just like, yeah, I think so. So here's a, <laughs> thank you very much for coming and being on the show. Um, where can people reach you and where can people buy your book? Mm, well, people can find me on LexiSilver.com. That's Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. And you can find all the links for my book, my events, my podcasts, my sex toys, everything on that site and on social media at LexiSilver. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook mostly. So find me on those. And uh, yeah, I would, I'm so happy to have had a nice little chat with you guys again. It's been way too long. So yeah. I really appreciate you having me on the show again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what other events people could find? Because I know we're in the online event world. Yeah, I have an event coming up uh, this weekend. I'll be doing another, I'll be doing them every now and then. So you can check my site for details. I have one I am starting this weekend called Cocktails and Erotic Tales. And I'm going to read excerpts from my very dirty novel and uh, go over, I guess, how it was created. And I chose a cocktail for the night as well. That's a cute little feature of it too. I'll be drinking while I do all of this stuff. So yeah, I have, um, I'm very excited. I've got a good amount of people coming for my first one. So I'm very excited. We'll see if I can get through the, the sex without laughing so hard, the sex scenes. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, we have faith in you. So are you also going to give out the cocktail recipe? So in case people want to join along? Yeah, it's on uh, right now. If you're part of my event, you can see it. I always post it right uh, right before the event. Ooh. It's already up there. Yeah, the one for this uh, this week is already up there. Yeah, oh, Saturday night's now taken. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time our listeners hear that it will be already passed but then there's but she'll do it again she'll do it again i will be yeah. continuing to do them so you can check my site for details for all my dates coming up and when it comes to drinks cocks and tails i rarely pass them up so. <laughs> oh yeah those are my favorite too <laughs> well thank you very much thank you guys very much thanks bye bye Thank you for listening to Sex Positive Meat. If you like our content, please like, subscribe, and review us. You can find us on social media platforms at Sex Positive Meat or on our website at sexpositivemeat.com. You can also reach me on all social media platforms as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me at John C. Luna. And if you liked content like this and want some more, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.